welcome to the Adventures in Online Business podcast, a podcast of two guys thinking out loud while building and scaling their online businesses. Now, if you enjoy the podcast, we'd ask that you go to your favorite podcast app or player and rate, review, and subscribe. Now, without further ado, here are those two guys building and scaling their online businesses, Stephen Faust and Michael Tanner. Michael Tanner, Atlanta, Georgia, in the house. How are you doing in this beautiful summer day, sir? It, it is certainly a beautiful summer day here in Atlanta. I, I know every summer day is beautiful there in Phoenix, but here in Atlanta, it's a beautiful sunny day, 87 right now as we record this. So, yeah, it's a wonderful day. Here in Atlanta. How about you guys there? That is so chilly. I feel like I need a winter coat <laughs> because... Yeah, you probably would need a small sweater. Check <laughs> a light it out. sweater. 117. One Holy Moses. 117. It is a warm <laughs> one today. Um, I mean, isn't that somewhere near the boiling point of water or something? It's, get, that it's, pretty get, close? it's getting pretty goodness. close. I think at 120 or 121, they actually suspend airport operations. They can't um, uh, take off aircraft. Uh, and all because of something really to, something to do with the heat and the lift properties and the, yeah, it's, yeah I was gonna say the does the air get so light that it, it won't lift appropriately I don't know I just know Maybe. it's a precaution I just know it's a safety yeah. kind of a interesting safety thing so yeah 117 degrees it was 118 yesterday 118 the day before uh, it's it's just been um, miserably hot, miserably hot. It's, I can uh, imagine. I can't imagine it getting too much hotter than this, this summer. Although we'll probably have at least one day that it'll peak at 120, 121. And we'll have, um, one of those days and it'll be a big news story. And then it'll get back into the one teens again. So, uh, humidity mm. 6% though. So it's, it's a little sticky oh, out there. 6%. So what are what are your lows looking like this year? What how how low do you guys get down to? Well, um it's actually pretty it's not as bad as it's been. It's tonight's low is going to be 88. And oh, wow. uh, okay. uh then 84, okay. 84, 81 and then 79 and then a few days of 81s. But um a few nights ago when it was 118, it was really the the peak of the heat. It was low of around 91. 91. Mm -hmm. When yeah, you go outside, yeah. when you've been out in the 118 during the day, and then I like I walk in the dog at night, when I go out and it's 91, it feels like a cool summer breeze. I bet I bet it does. I mean, so you guys are just like us. I mean, you can have a 25 degree swing in a, in a single day yeah. it, it, on a regular basis, it sounds like. Yeah, we're the same way. We're just not... Uh, we're not at the same level of 25 degree swing that you guys are. Yeah, we, we, you know, Phoenix is in a valley. So with this whole Phoenix area, the Metroplex, uh, all the suburbs, everything, we're in, we're in this valley. So we have, the heat gets in here and it sits. And I tell you, it, it's it stays, hot. Huh? It's hot. Uh, it is a desert, by the mm -hmm. way. So it does make sense that it would be, that it would be hot. But, but worse than the heat is because of the valley and because of the way the, Everything sits and everything's kind of compacted. It we we have really uh, moderate to poor air quality uh, because it, not not like L.A. pollution quality, but just from yeah. the desert and the dust and the in the um, some of those properties. Today it's a forty nine, which is good, uh, but it but it rarely gets you know really really good like back east and Florida Georgia compared to um, here. But when it gets bad, if we have a dust storm or something, it'll get it'll get uh, 
poor, like don't go outside, make sure you're, you, you know, stay inside. Don't, don't breathe that stuff. Yeah. I guess all that stuff just kind of settles in on you guys being in a bowl like that. It just kind of settles in on you and it, it has nowhere to go, but just yeah. being over you guys. You know, we have this, this thing out here called Valley fever. It's a, it's a illness. Valley fever gets in your lungs. It's, it's uh, picked up from uh, some sort of bacteria or something that's that's in the dust. Uh, and, and when you have a lot of poor air quality, it tends to peak up and it takes uh, a lot of time. A lot, it's a big lung problem. You have to have a lot of different medications mm-hmm. and it can really put you out of, out of action for a little while. So you've got to always wow. be mindful wow. of that. Yeah. Well, so, hey, I, I know what you guys are seeking there in Phoenix is you're seeking these temperatures that, you know, you, it would lose momentum of rising in temperatures. And I thought that's what we would talk about today is this idea of losing momentum uh, in in our business. Cause I share with you and, and our mastermind group here the, uh, a couple of weeks back, how I felt like I had made the mistake of losing momentum, especially in my sales cycle. So I thought we'd talk, talk through that and kind of share that train wreck of mine with our audience today. How's that sound? Now that sounds like a perfect segue. It's almost like we teed that up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where. <laughs> yeah, we try. I'm we not try. sure we're that we that clever <laughs> to do that. At least I know we're, I'm not. We're but, not. And you're a Southern boy, so you're probably not either. I'm just saying. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right. So momentum. Yeah, we did talk about this in our mastermind group recently, and I know that's something that's been on your mind and something that you're working to um, get on the other side of. So yeah, we can. You know, tell that quick story of kind of what happened, how you got into that, what you've done about it, and kind of going forward. I love it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, so we, we've covered here on the podcast a little bit, um, uh, a few ep- several episodes back, actually, how I was using a, a LinkedIn strategy to, uh, you can go back to episode number 68 to, to, to listen to that, but I'm using a LinkedIn strategy for connecting to my, uh, you know, my ideal candidates or ideal audience. And then I'm going through a messaging sequence and, you know, just establishing rapport. I'm trying to build up that no like, and trust factor um, so that those individuals then turn into leads uh, that might then turn into a, a workshop or a one-on-one coaching client or something like that, right? So shared that strategy with our audience again back in episode number 68. But I wanted to talk to you and share with the audience and talk through with you what happened to me recently when I just really lost all momentum in that, and I'll call it the sales funnel, right? Let's just call it my sales funnel or sales pipeline if you want. But I really lost momentum in that because I got distracted onto something else. Now, I was sharing with you before we hit the record button, I struggled to use the word distracted because I was actually doing something very, very valuable to, to my business, but it was a distraction from this sales funnel activity, this, this building up these relationships through a LinkedIn messenger with a potential client. So I wanted to kind of talk through how I let something really good, really positive, right? This wasn't uh, Facebook scrolling or television or something like that that was distracting me. It was something I needed to be doing. I had to be doing in my business, but I allowed it to distract me from my uh, from my sales activity. So I thought we'd we'd kind of talk through that and, and so forth. So, um, so what was it that distracted me? 
Well, we've also covered this in, in episode number 80, I believe it was, where we talked about uh, the leadership equation and the calculator that I was building out for my business. And, and as you know, that that's super important to my business. Uh, that's important for us to, to note here in this conversation. I was doing something really, really important to my business, building out this sales calculator, building out this leadership equation. And, and, and then I shared with our audience how all of my leadership teaching was going to kind of anchor around this concept of this leadership equation and the four components of it and this calculator. But what I caught myself doing is I got so caught up in the math of the equation and making sure that was completely you know, accurate got so caught up into building the landing page. And, and in fact, I, I outsourced that. I, I had a firm build, up, build out the uh, the landing page. And so I was working with them uh, and just, just doing all of that work to make sure that um, that uh, calculator was solid. And what I did was I totally ignored uh, over the course of, my gosh, I guess about two weeks, over the course of about two weeks, I, I pretty much completely ignored LinkedIn and any of my automation that was associated with LinkedIn and messaging with, with new connections and, and things like that. I didn't realize at the time the amount of momentum that I was missing, that I was losing uh, when I was ignoring LinkedIn that way. And, and as I got back to it, then, then I started recognizing uh, just how significant that loss of momentum was. It reminds me of kind of a when you have a when you have a review. If you're if you sell something and you get a review and you get a bad review and you get a good review, it, it's momentum. Reminds me of that from the standpoint of you can lose and apparently you lost. You know, with LinkedIn and your in your sales cycle, your sales funnel, you lost momentum, and it only takes a split second to lose momentum. Right, because mm -hmm. once you've built up the process, the funnel, all the things, all the steps that it takes time to put into place, and you're monitoring and you're messaging and you're doing these things, and now it's going and now it's improving and you're tweaking, and then you stop for some period of time to pivot to go work on a calculator and formulas and math and does it work right and look right? And does it send and sell the message that you're intending to sell? Because you stop just for a short period of time, that comes to a halt really quickly. Kind of like when you have a, a customer that says negative things about you, it can hurt your business so much, but it takes 10 good ones to kind of begin to rebuild credibility. And I think of that from the point of now you've got to go be much more intentional to put these steps back into place that are, that are going to help you regain momentum again. And it's going to take, I don't know, 2X, 3X, 4X, the time, effort, and energy than it did to pivot and go work on the calculator. So you, you get it going. I think it's just a lesson for all of us. As we work on things mm -hmm. and we, we begin to get that big momentum going and at least get the traction to take the, the eye off of that ball without maybe an intentional plan to, to protect what you have going, it can fall down pretty quickly. And then to restart just takes so much more effort and energy. So that feels to me what may have happened here. And, but through all that, I think there's a, an epiphany that, that 
is reminding us to say, hey, it, it took me a while to get this going. I've got to do something different next time because I'm always going to have balls in my business that I'm juggling. And there's always going to be a competing priorities and there's always going to be something that feels more urgent than something else. And it's not about doing everything at the same level all the time, but it's about protecting the things that you need to protect to keep your sales cycle going while you pivot and do the other things. So I think to me, that's how I feel about this event that happened with you and your LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and, and calculator. Did, Did I, did I get the, the the sense of that correctly? Did I misinterpret that? That's the way it comes across to me. Yeah, no, the, I think it's re- really accurate. I mean, and, and I remember sharing with you and the mastermind group, and I, maybe I even mentioned it here on the podcast. I can't remember, but I recognized going into this that this is a, a rather long sales cycle. Um, and I say that meaning this. Uh, well, first of all, let's recognize that at the end of this sales cycle, I'm offering a pretty large ticket item, right? This is this is um, multi-month individual coaching, or this is multi-session uh, group workshop. So, so these are kind of big ticket items. And you, you and I both know, and probably our audience knows, you can't meet someone today and then immediately ask them to invest with you thousands of dollars for a workshop or individual coaching, right? There. There has to be this buildup of that no like and trust factor. You've heard it just like I have. Uh, you can't ask someone to marry you just right on the spot, right? As soon as you meet them, ask them uh, to marry you. That's too big a proposal. You've got to get to know them, right? And so I knew going in to this LinkedIn strategy that it was going to be a longer sales cycle, right? The, the, again, these are not just Facebook ads to go right to purchase some little small course. This is going to be a long sales cycle of getting to know, like, and trust one another. And so the fact that I knew that going in, you know, again, looking hindsight, the fact that I knew that going in, I should have known that once I get that momentum in that long sales cycle, I need to keep that going because you're exactly right. What ha- So think about this. Here's, here's what happened to me. For a, a good number of people, I'm building that rapport with them through LinkedIn messages uh, they're they're building up that no like and trust factor, and they hear from me on a rather regular basis, once a week or so, something like that, right? And then suddenly, they don't hear anything from me. You know, two three weeks go by, and they hear nothing from me, right? And then at that point, I, I start to realize, oh gosh, I need to get this thing back up and running. Well, then how do you how do you just you, you can't just immediately kind of pick up where you left off. You, so it's all, it's not quite the same, but it's almost like you're kind of starting all over with those first messages that you're sending out to those connections that you, you haven't said anything to over the last two, three weeks. And so just getting that momentum again, one, it's kind of awkward and it's, it's hard. I mean, it almost feels like, as I said, you're, you're starting from, from zero again. Yeah, the equivalent for me has been recently where I have my email list. And if I don't engage with them regularly, mm-hmm. I have to do what we call a re-engagement campaign. So it, it's similar from the standpoint that I lost momentum with my email list. And now I have to spend extra time and energy re-engaging my list to remind them that I'm still out here to show them that I still want to add value and to cause them to 
either retrust, re-know, or re-like me again in a in a world where everybody's going a million different directions. We we try, we work to get in front of our uh, ideal customers either through LinkedIn or email or some other mechanism, and they if they spend more than a half a second a day thinking about us, we're doing pretty good, you know. So it's yeah, really exactly. it's really yeah. to get them to to acknowledge that we're still there and to get them to consider opening and reading our message to see if there's a connection, see if there's a possibility that we could work together in some capacity. And, and when you lose that momentum, like uh, you've done a little bit and I, and I've surely done quite a bit with email and other things. It is so hard. You spend, you kind of knock your head against the wall going, my gosh, I gotta, I gotta find a way to reconnect with people. And, and then, oh, by the way, at some point through this back and forth discussion, I, I need to figure out how to, uh, to see if they need or want this additional training, this additional workshop for their mm-hmm. team, this additional coaching potentially one-on-one. And it's, it's a hard sell. Now, you have higher ticket items, so the, the sale becomes, I think, more complicated because... I think the radar goes up on people so much quicker and and deeper than if you're mm-hmm. selling a $97 course or a or a, in my case a $49 membership it it's just a different level of engagement it's, there's still the basics of no like and trust but the the higher the price point the more involved it is the the tighter the grip and the clamp on the wallet gets right yeah, it's no, just totally that I, that I could trust you, but I do I trust you enough to to take my kung fu grip off of my yeah. wallet and and let yep. some of that money flow out to you, and that's a different level of convincing, and it's certainly a much longer sales cycle. But when you hit, when you figure out that formula and you get your conversion rate right, and you get that, you get your LinkedIn strategy, you know, dialed in and and tr- tried and true. Now you don't need that many conversions to have a really healthy, successful business. Whereas someone on a lower ticket offer like me, I need to, I'm like the Walmart, right? I need volume. Mm -hmm. I need volume. Right. Right. I make my money on volume and you make your money. You're Neiman Marcus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm building, building the relationships with the fault, the the smaller number of people. You're you're Neiman Michael and I'm Walfaust. (laughs) So, uh, but, but, you know, it's all a sale, but it's, it's just a different emotional connection and attachment that people have to the type of sale that it is. Yeah. And I think, and I I love the fact that you brought up also the, the email analogy, because I think the analogy of my messages to people on LinkedIn and email are very, very similar because I think there's this dynamic that when you're communicating one-on-one like you are through email or like you are through LinkedIn messaging and you lose that momentum, then regaining that, as I said earlier, it's so much more awkward and difficult to do. It, it's unlike, like this podcast right now, we're speaking to you know some large number of people. If we skip a week or we skip a two, two weeks or whatever, we just come right back to the microphone and we just kind of start over again and we record a podcast and we publish it out there. And, you know, we just kind of start back over as if nothing happened and kind of the same thing. If you've got a, a social media posting, 
campaign of some sort, right? You're putting some content out on social media once a week and suddenly you miss a week or two or what you just pick it right back up where you left off and you just start again. But when it's a one-on-one conversation like email or like LinkedIn messaging, then regaining that momentum again, as I said, it just feels a little awkward and, uh, and to your point, it, it takes the additional work, right? No longer am I sending people just picking up where I, where they left off in the sequence. I'm having to re-engage with them with messaging that I haven't thought through yet, right? And so I had to go through the effort of doing that and so forth. But I think it's also important to point out, well, why did I lose that momentum? And, and, and this is probably... Uh, specific to me, uh, and, but it may be similar to other people. I think one of the reasons I lost momentum in, in that is because we have to recognize that the whole sales side of having my own business, that is my weakest point. I, I'm confident in that. I'm not a salesman. I, I, I have zero experience as a salesman. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't understand all the psychology and even all of the, um, uh, mechanics and logistics of being a salesman, right? So that's my weakest uh, skill set as it relates to this business. And it's probably one of those areas of the business that I like the least, right? And now you compare that to this, this activity of building this equation and this calculator and building out a page and, and all of that nerdy stuff that I actually like to do. Uh, I, I, I love math and, and I learn, love that nerdy stuff. So, so here you have, you have these two competing things, both of which I need to do in my business. I need to build this calculator. That's very important to my business, but also need to continue my sales funnel, my sales pipeline. But one of them, I really love to do one of them. I, I'm not too fond of doing that. And I think that competition between those two activities is the reason I just kind of, because I wasn't intentional, I wasn't paying attention to this. I just naturally migrated to, well, I'm going to spend all of my time doing this thing that I like, ignore that thing I don't like. And then I wake up later and realize, oh, that was a big mistake. I'm the same way in so many ways. I love the nerdy tech stuff. I could get in and design and build and just spend hours in landing page design and, and building out, um, Email sequences, I don't love that quite as much, but I gravitate towards the stuff I can do and see on my screen. I, I just love that. And the sales stuff to me, all, that's foreign. You've always said leadership is relationship, right? Right. And sales is relationship. And it's not so much about, about the going to some fancy sales seminar or getting certified in some Grant Cardone sales you know, whatever funnel. I think it's, I think it's just about genuine relationships that you have with people that I think that's the benefit that guys like you and maybe me bring is that because we don't have kind of this sales first mentality, granted, are we leaving dollars on the table? Probably, but are we maybe building the relationship a little more organically and a little more just naturally? Probably. And I think in the long run, especially in the business where you're, where you're, you and me, we're in the people business and we're serving people and groups and teams and, and coaching and those things, I think the relationship aspect of the sales will 
outweigh the let's get a sale quicker because we know mm-hmm. the right the 15 ways to close you know if you've heard right. the yeah. the radio ads and all 15 ways to close from a to z anyway you know any mm-hmm. any product or industry right so it's uh I, i'm just not, i'm not that guy I'm not that guy. Well, I'm not buying from that guy anyway. Anyway, because if he's only got 15 ways A to Z, yeah. there's really 20 should be 26 ways. That's right. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm just not that guy. I don't. I don't want to sell that way. I don't either, and I don't think I'll ever be that guy. I could go to sales training. I could do that, but I've just it's I'm just not naturally comfortable in that environment. So I tend to gravitate like you towards the other things. So it's easy to see how momentum can be lost because given two options, I have a a nerdy tech thing that I could go do and it has math and I love math. I'm passionate about math. And then I have this other thing, which is basically my sales machine that I need to go uh, spend time in. Yeah. Natural gravitational forces pull you towards the nerdy tech stuff. And, Mm -hmm. but it's good to know that. And I think that's how you, you battle and counter momentum is, you know, that I know that about myself. So we've got to get better and figure out ways to counter act that with some sort of, uh, you know, poison, um, antidote, you know, for sales Mm -hmm. that we've, whether that's hiring somebody or getting support, or again, like, like you had mentioned, being much more intentional, writing it down, you know, putting it in front of your computer, taping it to your monitor, something that, that triggers an, uh, an intentional behavior differently that, will make you pause and say, yeah, okay, I, I know I don't want to do that, but I know I need to do that at least to this minimum level so I can keep the, the boat floating and not let it go under the, under the waterline. So you, you've come to that conclusion. Uh, absolutely. So going forward, what, what are some of the, the steps here that um, you've taken, I guess, first to kind of recapture maybe ground loss? You got to retake that ground again before you yep. can go forward. Yeah, well, I, I think the first thing that that um, that I would say, and I say this in in all of my leadership counseling and all that as well, I, I've got to learn from this mistake, right? I I now recognize that this was a mistake and and or failure, categorize it however you want, uh, but as long as I can learn from it, then then I can I, I can succeed, right? So I, I've got to learn from this, and and what I've learned is I have to be intentional to ensure that I don't lose momentum or lose focus on those areas of my business that I must continue to do, right? Now, anytime you bring something new onto your plate, it's likely that something has to come off the plate, right? But I've just got to be intentional that that the important things stay, you know, stay on those. And the sales funnel is certainly one of those. I mean, that's where uh, the revenue comes from, right? So I have to I have to stay on that. And so then what I've done is I, I've just gone back to start to re-engage with those individuals. Uh, now, granted, I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that a lot of my engagement on LinkedIn, I can do that through automation. Uh, similar to an email sequence, I, you know, I kind of have a sequence of messages that uh, that I want to send out to people. Now, when when they respond to me, then I typically manually and in person, you know, it's me doing it. I respond to them and have a conversation with them. That's how I build up the the the, um, the rapport with them. So what I've had to do is I've I've had to go back to those individuals and you know, and I and I've had to start with a message of 
hey, hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks. You know, how's this going? How's that going? And I had to had to go back and kind of refresh myself on some of those messages. What were we talking about in those messages? And then just reach out to those individuals. And I haven't, I've chosen not to try to do that through any kind of automated messaging because I want the context to, to be there, right? I don't want to just send a general statement. Hey, I hadn't talked to you in a while. How's things going? Um, I, I, instead, I want to I want to build out the context as much as possible. So I've been doing that on my own, uh, and, and you know the the idea is that I will build up that rapport again, where I can kind of start them back off in, in that messaging sequence that I had established. Right. So I'll I'll kind of start them off probably where they left off. Uh, but I've got to reestablish that rapport first, and I'm doing that manually. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like um, some work ahead. You definitely got a plan though, and and I like the I like the instead of just blasting people with messages and say, hey, please, no, no, not please. You will like me again, and you will trust me again, and and I'm going to tell you who I right. am, so you don't need to know anything, right? No, that's not the approach. Right. Right. The approach is building deep connections, one on one, reengaging reminding them of why you're there and what you're there to help them with. And then through that, just getting back into the deeper relationship piece, you can, you know, you, you, you put enough shots on the goalie you know, at some point you're going to score. So it's, and, and that's a great thing about what you're doing is you, if you can convert, if you can convert one or two of these, you know, a month and just, and that creates more opportunity, more business, more networking, more referrals, it's going to just continue to um, get legs. So I know you're doing mm-hmm. uh, the coaching stuff, the workshop stuff, and I just think you know through these relationships. And I think LinkedIn's a perfect platform for that because of the the, the business, uh, the business to business type of um, relationship. It's great. I think mm-hmm. it's going well. Uh, any last thoughts before you button us up? No, I, you know I'll just wrap it up with this. I mean, a call to action to our audience is just. Just be intentional. Learn from my mistakes. You know, that's that's part of the reason that Stephen and I get on the microphone and we record this podcast is so that you can watch our train wreck happen uh, so that you can learn from it, right? So as I mentioned, I've learned from this mistake and I want you all to learn from this mistake as well. So just be sure that you know those, those key important areas of your business that you just can't afford to lose momentum in those areas. Again, sales pipeline or sales funnel for me and and probably for you too. That's one of those areas you just can't afford to lose momentum. And so a a lot of really important and really good things are going to come your way that you need to work on in your business. And that's a good problem to have. You're going to find a way to work on those things. But as you do, just be sure that you stay intentional about not losing momentum in those key areas of your business. So learn from my mistake. That's your call to action today. And also as it relates to call to action for our podcast, be sure you go check us out at venturesinonlinebusiness.com. This is episode number 87. You can find the show notes there. And I would also ask you to do this. Be sure you share the podcast with others that might be on a similar journey of building out their online business. Share the podcast with them so that we can grow this audience and more people and watch Stephen and I's train wrecks as they happen. So until we speak to you again next week, you guys go build your business. Get after it.